Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We continue going through 2 Timothy, uh, the spirit moving upon the heart of Paul to send a letter to Timothy. Uh, again, this is actually the last letter that Paul writes to Timothy. And as we will see as we go through it, uh, Paul realizes that his days on earth are drawing to an end. And he's passing the baton to Timothy, for lack of a better term. Okay, But he's really exhorting him and challenging uh, and encouraging him in so many ways. We saw in 1 Timothy that he did likewise. He told him, you know, to make sure that you preach the word in season, out of season, this type of thing, which we'll see later. Uh, he's given instructions to Timothy. We're going to pick up the first chapter, verse 13. Remember, Paul had just said in verse 12 that, you know, it's for these reasons that I'm suffering these things, but that he was not ashamed. Why was that? Remember that great line, for I know whom I have believed and I am convinced that he is able to guard what I've entrusted to him until that day. So Paul makes that declaration. Then he says this in verse 13, retain the standard of sound words, which you have heard from me in the faith and love, which are in Christ Jesus. So he's telling him, uh, to, uh, King James says, to hold fast the form of sound words. The ESV says, follow the pattern of sound words that you've heard from me. And he's telling Timothy to retain these things, to retain the standard of sound words. Now, he's not talking from the point of view of use the exact language that I use and use these speech patterns and things like that. No, no, no. He actually explains it in the balance of the sentence. In the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. He's telling Timothy to hang on to that, to retain that sound standard, that good standard of faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Uh, think of it this way. What would happen to us if every word that we said and every conversation that we had uh, was uh, predicated based upon uh, pass through the filter of the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Just think about that. I suspect it would change a lot of our speech patterns, okay? It would change the way that we say things. It would change the things that we would be talking about. No longer would we have to worry about being a gossip or this or that if we are retaining the sound standards of faith and love. Also, no longer will we have to worry about, well, do I need to say this or not say that? I think that's one of the struggles that believers have. Is You, uh, you see it over in uh, Ephesians. You see it in several places in Scripture, in, in both these letters to Timothy, where we have a role and responsibility okay, of reproving, of rebuking. And we do so by retaining the sound standard, Okay. We do it in faith. We do it in love. But it's a word that must be said uh, to bring someone out of sin, to reveal darkness where, you know, someone can move beyond that. We must do that. But all too often we sit there and say, well, no, I don't think I need to do that. We're not retaining the standard of sound words. So that's the first instruction he gives. In verse 14, he gives another instruction. Guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to to you. He's telling the guard, the treasure. And, and there, there again, he's picking up this thing and, it, and that treasure is the idea of a good, beautiful thing. And uh, the word 
is built around the idea of a deposit of something that's been entrusted to you. Okay, so there's this very good thing that has been entrusted to you and you need to guard through the Holy Spirit that which has been entrusted to you. Well, what is that? You see various hints of it through uh, Paul's writing to Timothy and the balance of Scripture again. Uh, Sometimes it's referring to, hey, guard the Holy Spirit. But here he's saying guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us, the treasure. Uh, Perhaps it is the giftedness that the Holy Spirit is releasing within each individual. It could literally mean uh, guard the salvation that has been granted to us. Not from the point of view that I have to protect it and watch over it lest I quote unquote lose it. No, because we know what the scripture says, that the Lord is the one who guards us and retains that, okay, maintains us in that way. But we do have a role and responsibility of realizing that we have been entrusted with something. We've been entrusted with salvation. We've been entrusted with giftedness related to that salvation. And it is a precious thing. And it's a deposit, huh? a good deposit. A deposit is usually put down upon something which is yet to be received in, in totality, which is that we, that's what we see about salvation. You're saved at a particular point in time. We're working out our salvation. So it's justification, sanctification, growing in holiness, not working for our salvation, but working out the salvation. But then the day of glorification is coming when we will receive salvation in all of his glory. So he's saying guard these things, not guard it in the uh, by the physical means, but guard it through the spirit. And then Paul just gives some insight as to what's going on in his life, which I think sort of relates to some of this, okay, what he's been talking about with the um, uh, the suffering, the things that are going on, how we need to retain the sound word, how we need to guard. Verse 15, he says this, you are aware of the fact. So he's assuming and he knows that Timothy knows something. Here's what it is. You are aware of the fact that all who are in Asia turned away from me, among whom are Phygelus and Hermogenes. The Lord grant mercy to the house of Onesiphorus, for he often refreshed me and was not ashamed of my chains. So he's asking that the Lord will grant mercy on the house of this guy, not just on Onesiphorus, and we'll see more about him later at the end of the letter, not just upon him, but upon his house. Why? Because he refreshed Paul, and he was not ashamed of his chains. Verse 17 gives us more details. But when he, and that's Onesiphorus, was in Rome, he eagerly searched for me and found me. So he knew Paul was there. He went and he eagerly searched for him. He didn't search for him saying, well, I guess I got to make this hospital visit. I guess I got to make this jail visit. I wonder if Paul's in jail. I think the word would have been out and he would have known he was there. He eagerly searched for him. And there's even more to that, folks, than we can imagine. Because being associated with a prisoner like that would make you what? (laughs) Yeah, suspect in the eyes of the powers that be. He didn't care. He eagerly searched for Paul. He eagerly searched for him for the purpose of ministering to him and helping him. And, you know, we use those terms, you know, well, how? He refreshed him. How did he refresh him? He likely refreshed him in the natural, perhaps brought him clean water, maybe even food, refreshed him in the spirit, no doubt. But he says, when he was in Rome, he searched for me and he found me. Then Paul says this, verse 18, the Lord grant to him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. And you know very well what services he rendered 
at Ephesus. So this family right here, uh, the house of Onesiphorus, had really done some great things in Ephesus, which is where Timothy was at this time. And Paul was saying, you know what he did there for me. And you know what he's done for the body, what services he's rendered. And then he speaks his blessing over him. May the Lord grant to him to find mercy from the Lord on that day. We see that phrase all the way through scripture. In that day, on that day. It's speaking of a multitude of things, but the big picture is this. On that day, on the day of the Lord, when the Lord brings forth his total judgment, when the Lord brings everything to fruition, may he find mercy. It's not so much that it was in doubt. Oh, I'm not sure if he's going to find mercy. No, no, it's not that at all. Paul is just asking the Lord to grant him mercy from the Lord on that day. I think we would do well. And we would do very well to speak that type of thing to one another, to speak the mercy of the Lord upon one another and to give the Lord and one another thanks for what the Lord has done through one another for us. Well, time is up. Again, I'm Dale. I'll see you again next time. Goodbye.